In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about setting uh, financial and retirement goals. It's always something we always talk about and you know, just in life, you're always trying to set goals, but what are realistic goals? How do you go about setting those financial goals that you can reach and achieve? That's what we want to talk about today. And we'll do that with Barbara and Phil. And before we get into today's show, I, I got to get an update, Phil, on the hunting expedition. You know, we, we talked about it throughout the winter. Did you ever <clears throat> land the big one? Well, I, I saw a lot of tracks in the snow, Ben. Um, okay. You know, it's, uh, and, and that was promising, but uh Mr. Big did not come by and he didn't visit. Um, so I didn't have a chance to, uh, you know, to get to know Mr. Big this year. So we did see a lot of things on my trail cam though. And it seemed like all the deer were appearing, you know, between uh, midnight and three o'clock in the morning. And uh, of course you can't hunt at that time, not legally anyhow, but there's some big ones out there. So uh, there's hope. There's hope for the future. Do you do any other hunting besides the deer hunting? Sure. I do some pheasant hunting, bird okay. hunting, and I've got a couple of Brittany Spaniels that are, uh, they're not hunting any longer, but you know, I probably hunted over 300 pheasants with those dogs. Oh, Just wow. great mm-hmm. hunting dogs. They have a natural instinct to point and uh, some retrieving, but just great companions, just great, great little dogs. And, uh, and, you know, we just walk out the back door and there we are. We're in our hunting preserve right there and uh, can get it all done in a half hour, 45 minutes. Don't have to travel six hours to the next you know, hunting preserve to do it. So we're really fortunate from that standpoint. Well, that's the way to do it. Uh, but hopefully yeah. next season's a little more fruitful for you. For sure. I hope so. Yep. I well, think it will. The other thing I want to ask you guys about, I know you guys have a, a baby boomer class coming up. Can you give me a little insight into that and how people can get more information on that? Yes. Thank you for mentioning that, Ben. We have two-part course, March 17th and March 24th. And then we have uh, March 19th and 26th. Like I said, two parts uh, for each of those. But that's something you don't want to miss if you're within five years or so of retiring, because we cover a number of topics. And those include retirement concerns, investing with an academic approach. We talk about income planning, we talk about estate planning and protection, taxes. That's a big deal in retirement. So we cover a number of subjects, so you don't want to miss that. You can give our office a call and uh, or send us an email. We'd love to have you join us. Yeah, and that number is 815-399-9806, and you can find them online as well at pathfinderwealth.com. And if you're listening to this uh, down the road and coming back to this, always make sure you visit the website too, because even if you miss these these classes, there'll be upcoming classes again that you can uh, join and, and listen to Barbara and Phil. So plenty there on the website. Let's dive into today's episode and uh, kind of ties into your classes is setting goals, how to set financial and retirement goals. So we talk about it all the time, you know, how people need to give their, their dollars purpose and they need to set goals for their retirement and even set goals for certain investments. But we want to dive a little bit deeper into, into what those different goals look like for various folks that are approaching retirement, like the people that will be going to your class. So, you know, things like how, how do you determine if a goal is realistic or out of reach? So we'll tackle all that in this conversation. So let's start off uh, kind of basic, you know, specific goals. I know was obviously going to be different for every person that comes in your office from person to person, but are there any general kind of overarching goals that you feel everyone should really be shooting for? Ben, yes, there are. And at every class that Barb and I teach, we will ask the group this question. Why do you invest in the market? 
And Barb, make what's money. the response? Make, <laughs> make money, make money. And, and we make go, well, a lot of money. Yeah, make a lot of money, more than the next guy, you know, if you can. That's the pet answer. But more specifically, why you want to make more money is this. The common goal for doing it is so that we can keep ahead of something called inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody understands the effect of inflation. You know, you go to a gas pump, you can see it. Go to the grocery store, healthcare costs. It's the price of goods and services going up or the value of your dollar going down over the years. So I hold a dollar bill up and I ask the class, what do I hold my hand? And, and some smart aleck will say three cents, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably about right. You know, it was worth a dollar at one time. Now it's not. But uh, because most people don't know how to measure inflation, they really don't understand what is an acceptable return and what their goal should be for that particular uh, portfolio. And so along with inflation is the other wealth killer, taxes. So when you combine the effects of inflation and taxes together, you can actually lose money each year and not realize it because you don't see it in print. It doesn't come in on a statement, Barb, each, each year at the end of the year. You know, mm-hmm. hey, my portfolio is down. Well, let me tell you something. Your portfolio is down every year if you've got the wrong investments due to inflation and taxes. So wouldn't it be silly to present an investment to a client each year that we would say, hey, Mr. Client, Mrs. Client, I'm going to present something to you, which is a guaranteed loss. Would you be interested? What sure. a silly, <laughs> you know, but that's what the financial institutions in this country are doing to the public every day by presenting safe or guaranteed investments. It's a guarantee to lose your money or your purchasing power. So know what's in it and know how to identify it. When you couple inflation with taxes and you don't handle it properly, it can drive you to Potterville. You remember what Potterville was? You know, it's a, what was the name of the movie? It's a Wonderful, it's a wonderful Life. life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, Pottersville. yes. Right. That's where you're going with inflations and taxes. And if you're living 20, 25, 30 years beyond retirement, you better be able to capture that particular information. The second thing that we do as far as a general goal is concerned is, is easily achieved once we understand how to stay ahead of inflation and taxes. And that's achieving peace of mind as an investor. You know, once you understand that you can keep up and stay ahead of inflation and the taxes, that's, that's your biggest challenge right there. And it's important for a client to understand that we design their portfolios to give them that peace of mind, whether markets are going up or markets are going down. And you know, give our office a call to find out how this can be done. You know, one of the things I was going to address too is the financial independence portion of it. So let me just say that mm. financial independence, it's a discipline. So start early. If we have any listeners out there in their 20s, Phil, how many, how many listeners do you think we have in their 20s? Any? Well, I would hope we'd have a few. <laughs> I hope so. But if you're listening and you're in your 20s or even 30s or 40s, in order for your money to compound, you have to have time. So that's you because you're young now and you've got time on your side. For people seriously saving in their 50s and 60s, now you're playing catch up and you have to contribute so much more. So if I could offer one piece of advice, I would say to max out your company retirement plans. And don't worry if the company contributes to your retirement. It's your retirement. Max that out as quickly as you can. And for example, each year you get a raise, take that entire raise and put that in your company plan. Just remember that financial independence is about small, methodical disciplines along the way. No one becomes a millionaire overnight. Yeah. In fact, I have a golden rule, Barb. It goes along. You've heard me say this before. There ain't no free lunch in life. Right. You know, People come to you with the idea that you can outperform the market on a consistent basis, or you can have your money safely invested and not lose money, or you have... They talk about the lotteries. I mean, that's people are, have this lottery mentality when it comes to investing in the stock market. And so our particular uh, goals for our clients is to achieve their, their particular objective, but do it 
slowly. Get rich slow, not fast. If you decide you want to get rich fast, that is a formula for disaster right there. Yeah, and you said though, peace of mind. That's what people want to have in retirement. They do. Yeah, yeah it's all yep. about that process. Uh, taking mm-hmm. it is step. a process. Yeah. Uh, well, if somebody comes into your office and they sit down, and I'm sure you guys ask them about goals early on. How do you help somebody determine the, their own specific goals? Maybe if they don't know for sure. That is a good question because we do have people come in quite often that say they don't know what questions to ask. So if they come to our class, whether it's on taxes or you know baby boomer and preparing for retirement, they don't know what to ask. So we'll start off by asking them a series of questions. So what do they want retirement to look like? Do they know if they're on track to have the kind of retirement that they want? And do they have kids and do they want them to be a consideration for their plan? Are they passionate about a specific cause? In other words, are they very giving in their dollars right now? If you're planning ahead of time and you're married, for example, discuss what each one of you wants to accomplish in retirement. Is it travel? Do you want to relocate? What do you want to do in retirement that you couldn't do during your working years? I just met with a financial analyst and she's taking a vacation in a couple weeks and then she's going to retire. She's glad because now they can go on trips that due to her job, she was restricted as to when she could go. Do you have hobbies, you know, together or separately? So if you're married, this is actually a good time to get reacquainted with your spouse. Mm. But this is a new venture for you. So it's the same thing if you're single. Take the time to think about what you want to do. This should be an exciting time to plan. So give the planning some thought and time that it does deserve because let's face it, you're going to be in retirement for a good 30 plus years. Yeah, Ben, you know, we we take a little different approach uh, when people come into our office for the first time. I think, you know, everybody is kind of coming in guarded. They've got their hand on their wallet, their hand on their purse, you know, or they leave their credit card in the car or whatever, and they're just kind of afraid of a sales pitch, you know. But what they find out is that we ask questions, and we ask lots of questions because we want to drill down and find out what is it they truly want out of life? What do they want out of their portfolio? It's not that we have a product that we're going to make fit into into their life, their lifestyle. We want to find out what their goals and opportunities, what their dreams and ambitions and aspirations are. Because once we find out what's important to them, we can design something that's going to help meet their need. And that's really what they're looking for is they're looking for somebody there to help them, not somebody who's going to sell them. Right. Well, I'm sure there's people that come into your office that are all gung-ho, have plenty of goals, have all kinds of ideas of what their retirement looks like, but they're a little unrealistic. What are some mm. of those unrealistic goals you've seen from people that come into your office? Yeah, that's that's a dynamite question because uh, people have all kinds of misconceptions about what it is that we do, and uh, and even their own unreal uh, how their goals could be unrealistic as well. And and I think that you know Barb, uh, you and I should be awarded an honorary PhD in psychology on this one <laughs> because it's funny, but uh, human nature being as what it is, and and uh, you know they display a lot of interesting concepts. And so I'm going to, I want to list a couple here that I found along, and there's probably a dozen, but I'm going to list off four. But you know, here's the first one. People think that they can maintain a champagne lifestyle on a beer budget. Mm. You know, in other words, uh, they didn't save enough for their retirement years. They are underfunded in their retirement, but they're living like they did fund it properly. And so what they end up doing is they end up running out of money before they run out of time. And that's one of the biggest fears. There's two big fears, Barb, you and I find out among people. Number one, you know, am I going to run out of time before I run, or run out of money before I run out of time? The other one is, what's going to happen to my stuff if I end up going to a nursing home? You know, right. that's another big one. But uh, so underfunding retirement is the first one. They don't realize how much money it's going to take to live in retirement. And they live uh, like they did prior to retirement many times. Second one is some clients believe that we, as their advisor, can predict the future. 
they think we have some kind of a crystal ball or that we've been to a special school where we've got the magic bullet, you know, that can identify market tops, you know, when to, when to sell and market bottoms, when to buy. Well, my crystal ball fell on the floor and broke. I don't know about yours, Barb. I don't think I've seen yours. So you yeah, yeah. pulled it out lately. Anyhow, yeah. uh, you know, we don't go to a Ouija board. We, you know, we don't go to the California psychic like it's advertised on TV to find out what these things are doing. But yet people listen to these programs on TV, on the radio, where uh, gurus claim that they can predict when these things happen. It just ain't so. There ain't right. no free lunch in life again. Here's another one. Some clients want to just do the opposite of what they should do. They just follow you. They, you give them the advice, you give them the, the guidance, and they do just exactly the opposite. Let me give you an example. They sell when investments go down, and then you buy when investments go up. Well, why do they do this? Well, they panic in a bear market, and they sell, and then they lock in their losses. They can't recover. Uh, just the other day, I was talking to a friend who was bemoaning the fact that the market went down in 2008, and so he lost a lot of money. But then he bemoaned the fact that he stayed out of the market for 10 years, and he missed the greatest bull market recovery in the history of the stock market. Right. I mean, you talk about schizophrenic behavior. My gosh. I mean, that's really something. So, uh, you know, he was waiting for the market to go down to the right price and never did, of course. And he missed a great opportunity. Now, here's the, here's the last one. Some clients believe, you know, that it is the fault of the advisor when markets go down, their investments go down. And they also believe that it's due to the brilliance of the advisor when markets go up and they make money. And of course, Neither one of these are correct. Returns and losses are not produced by the advisor if the portfolio is constructed in an academically responsible manner, meaning it's got to be allocated properly in those asset classes that produce the best returns historically and balanced, balanced now to reduce unnecessary volatility by having fixed investments blended in to the mix. Well, darn, Phil, I thought we were that good. Maybe, well, we maybe are. Maybe we're not. No, no. no I <laughs> stay away from the boats because I lost too much money on yeah. the slots. But that's true. No, no one is. There are no gurus out there. So when people say to me, like, in the market bottomed out in March of 2009, when's the best time to be in? People are still getting out then. Yeah. Even right now, market's high. Should I be in? When's the best time to invest? I said now. It's always My answer is always going to be the same. It's now. It's right Because now. if the market's dropped, then we'll rebalance because otherwise you're trying to market time and that's, that is never a winner because you're going to miss out on the best days. That's been proven. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, kind of wrap up the conversation on, on this note. So for people that are, are listening and maybe don't have goals yet or thinking about maybe re rearranging their goals uh, and reevaluating what they want to achieve, how, how would you tell them uh, in terms of looking at their goals and, and understanding if it's realistic or achievable. How can you know if that's the case when you're setting your goals? I can take that one, Ben. Well, that is a good question, but it starts out with a plan. So when we create retirement plans, we base it on the knowns of today, their expenses. That's going to be the driver anyways, or at least the starting driver. And taxes today, you look at inflation, and all sources of income risk to their portfolio. And then we run everything that we know through an analysis and that will indicate success or not. Well, once we have a successful retirement plan, then a plan is only as good as it being followed. So can you sway from it once in a while and withdraw additional money? Well, sure. But on a regular basis, no. We have to remind our clients from time to time that if they go to the well too often, it's going to hurt the portfolio's longevity. But interestingly enough, there's been studies done on this is that if people withdraw about 4% of their portfolio and there's no major issues during their lifetime, people are, some people are dying with more money than they started. That's after required distributions and everything coming out. 
But that's not all people. And what we don't know is how long people will live. So their plans have to err on the side of caution. We look at retirement plans now to go out to age 100. It might seem kind of funny for us, but we know we've got clients that come in here now that have uh, parents that are in their 90s or even you know closer to 100. So the quick answer to that question is, is you can't guess. You have to know your numbers. Now, maybe if the goal is when to buy a new car or could we buy a vacation home, then that's a bigger decision like that. Then I would take a look at all of their accounts and decide where to take the money from and if it's possible and if the plan will support it long term. Yeah, there's, a, there's another question that goes along with this, Barb, is how do I measure success in, in my portfolio? So, like you said, one of the things we have to do is we have to determine, you know, what their income need is from their investments. And, and once we do that, then we can basically use what we call a model portfolio approach. It's going to have those asset classes and those particular investments that, that are going to produce that income on a fairly reliable basis. And we say 85% of the time we need to have success. It's what's called a probability study. And so we want to have success, 85% probability that that particular portfolio will support that income over that person's retirement lifetime. And so it's easy to do if you have the right tools, but you have to know how to measure success in your portfolio. Most people don't. They say, well, I'm getting 6% or I'm getting 8%. Well, maybe you need to get two for the amount of risk that you're taking on, you know, or maybe you need 10 or 12. Maybe it's unrealistic. What you're expecting from the portfolio is really unattainable, but they need to find that out. People don't know what it is because they don't get that kind of advice from the general investment community out there. Yeah, and you can't just approach retirement with withdraw on an as-needed basis no. because that's a danger. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, setting goals is important. Um, and I know that if anybody is thinking about maybe shifting their goals or kind of reevaluating, I know you offer classes, Barbara and Phil, that uh, you do quite often. And you can find that information at pathfinderwealth.com, but you have one coming up for people that are approaching retirement and getting really close. It's probably a good time for them to come in and kind of reevaluate their goals, right? Yes, we have one coming up. We, we teach at two of the local colleges, the community colleges here, and we've got what we call a baby boomer course on uh, March 17th and March 19th. These are two-part courses, and that would be worth your while if you're preparing to retire because we talk about the six or eight different topics, including your retirement concerns, investing based on an academic approach, we talk about income planning, estate planning and protection, and taxes. Taxes is a big deal in retirement. So yeah, give our office a call or uh, send us an email. We'd be happy to send you the information and see you there. Well, if you aren't able to make it to that class or you're out of town or you know listening in New Mexico, as uh, some people are, you can always yeah. get any information you need at pathfinderwealth.com and their office to call uh, Barbara and Phil. If you want to talk about your goals specifically, you could do so at 815 399 9806. So that'll do it for another episode of the Retirement Pathfinder. Barbara and Phil, we appreciate the time as always. A lot of great information today. Have a great week. Thanks, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.